Hey, what's up, you guys? It's Hallie. Welcome back to another episode of Wholeheartedly. For this week's episode, we're going to kick things off being a little bit funny and talking about a game that I think is going to be really fun to play with your girlfriends or even just a group of friends and with scenarios that you can make up on your own. And then for the second half of this episode, the next segment is going to get a little bit deep into things and we're going to get a little bit personal about what it's like to wait for your perfect person and why I was always so picky my entire life when it came to guys. All right, because I'm super excited for this first segment of this episode, I'm thinking we'll just get right into it. So before I even bring up what we're going to be talking about, I have to give credit to Ellie Schnitt. If you guys don't know, uh, Schnitt Talk, which is a Barstool Sports podcast, is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. It's done by Ellie Schnitt and her producer, Alana, and I think it is so much fun. And they do these little snack episodes, and I was listening this past week to their episode their snack episode called Men's Grooming 101. And in the episode, they bring in this idea. I think it was actually discovered or like created by somebody else and they were recommended to do it on the show. And it's basically called Your Perfect Person Butt. So it's this game where it's your ideal person except for one flaw and could you keep dating them? So you come up with all these scenarios where it's your perfect person, your perfect boyfriend, perfect girlfriend, like the person that you've always wanted to be with, except there's one thing that makes them just a little bit off and like you'd have to either decide if you could live with that or it's a no-go, like you just can't look past it. So for instance, on Ellie's episode, which I really recommend you guys go listen to it, it's Schnitt Talk, S-C-H-N-I-T-T, and they do ones, so for instance, this was her first one. So it's your perfect person, but every time they get into bed with you, he's a little bit sandy and there's no explanation as to why. And I think this is funny. It's even a little bit more funny because it's her and Alana going back and forth of whether or not they could live with this thing. For me, I don't know. I think I'm so OCD. Like it would really bother me because there's nothing worse than getting into bed where there's like crumbs and where you just feel a little bit grimy. I think when I get into bed, I like to know that I'm squeaky clean And if it's just sand, like your guy is bringing the sand into the bed, there's got to be something wrong with him. Like either just it's not good hygiene or what is he doing? Like there's really no explanation as to why there's sand in the bed. And I don't know if I could just sweep it off with my hand and be like, that's it. Um, But and then her second one was your perfect person, but he has flame graphics on the side of his car. And I think this is so funny. I do not think I could live with this. Again, Alana said this was a character flaw, which I think is really funny, but If you guys want to listen to that episode over on Schnitt Talk, they do a bunch of different instances that I think are really funny and that you can use with your group of friends and debate whether or not you could live with this. So for me, before we get into this episode where we're going to be talking about waiting for your perfect person, I thought it was going to kind of be funny if I could bring up some of my own instances that I'll kind of talk about. I don't really want to get into because I want to keep my opinion somewhat out of it so that way... If you want to use these prompts with a group of friends, it's more like you have stuff to debate about and you don't have like the my preconceived ideas in your head. So my first one I have, it's your perfect person, but they only wear monochromatic outfits. (laughs) I think this is also just a character flaw because something about a perfect person to me is like if I really approve of the way that they dress, not that I have to approve of it, but just like style is a big thing to me and someone who like can't 
get themselves together and look presentable is just a total turnoff. Like, they wouldn't be my perfect person in the first place. So for someone to wear, like, all monochromatic colors or something, all I could think of for some reason is you have, like, this really great-looking guy, like, fit, handsome, and he's just wearing, like, an all-red outfit, but every single red is, like, a different shade and, like, it's just different colors. And, like, down to the socks and underwear, I just... I don't know if I would be able to look past that. So let me know what you guys think or if you do these with friends because I think they're so funny. Okay, the next one is, it's your perfect person, but they only call cats pussycats. <laughs> so I don't know why I came up with these. I was just literally driving thinking of like ideas for this episode and these were what I came up with, especially after listening to Ellie's episode I was like, oh my god, I so have so many character flaws that would really drive me insane. And I think this would be one. And now, I think I could honestly actually live with it. It would just bother me. Um, but for a guy who only calls cats pussy cats, I can't imagine <laughs> cats coming up a lot in conversation. But I just know that when it would, it would kind of trigger me a little bit. And I don't know if there's any way of him just going around saying the word cats in general or me even bringing it up I could probably live with it and look past it because I'm like honestly how many times am I gonna have to hear him say it it will bother me when he does say it but I could probably live with it regardless <laughs> um all right my next one it's your perfect person but they only wear toeless socks and if you guys don't know what I mean, if you've ever seen like gloves where it's kind of like half gloves where they cut holes in the fingers that way like the tops of your fingers are still showing, think of this but socks. So you have socks on but there's kind of holes cut where your toes would go. And honestly, this wouldn't bother me create like this is a character flaw. Like Alana said this a lot. Like these are personal choices that they would make that would just be like a character flaw that they would just have to be weird of some sort like I don't know so wearing toeless socks I think is definitely a choice but I could live with it because if I think about it how often am I gonna have to look at it right like they're probably either gonna be barefoot half the time and then wearing shoes the other half of the time so really how often am I gonna have to see them wear these toeless socks even if they do it all right my next one is, it's your perfect person, but they only talk about themselves in the third person. And I, I don't think I could live with this. If I'm being completely honest, I don't want to get, again, too into my opinions because I kind of want you guys to tell me what you think, but I really don't think I could live with someone who talks about themselves in the third person. It would drive me insane. I think it is so arrogant and so disgusting. Like, oh, I just can't. I mean, I know I listen or I watch, technically I listen because he has a podcast and he has a YouTube channel, but there's someone that I watch on YouTube and he did a morning routine where he has his phone read mantras to him aloud, but in the mantra, rather than saying, today will be a good day, I will be successful, he has the phone read it to him with his name in place of I, where so it's his phone telling him things in the third person and I just think that is so strange and such a turnoff I could not live with that whatsoever talking about yourself in the third person even if it's just like harmless and like some spiritual thing I could not do it all right and this is my last one at least for this episode I guess if this 
if I end up liking this little segment thing, I could bring up more ideas or if I get some sent to me that I think are super funny, I'll definitely talk about them in the future. But so the last one is, this is your perfect person, but they refuse to wear chapstick and have flaky dry lips. Now, again, this kind of goes back to the monochromatic outfit things. When it has to do with like what you look like as a person, like my attraction to you if I see a guy who, like, otherwise is perfect, like, is so beautiful and handsome and, like, fit and good-looking and tall and tan and whatever the case may be, but his lips are, like, flaking off, like, sandpaper and just imagine kissing someone with flaky lips and you get, like, a little piece of their dry skin in your mouth. Like, is that not the most disgusting image in your head right now? I... I don't think I could be with someone who is just so stubborn as to they won't use chapstick and their lips are just always chronically flaky. I don't think I could do it. I'm sorry. Like chronically dry lips are my biggest pet peeve. Anyone who knows me knows that I have like Burt's Bees or Vaseline like on hand 24-7 for my lips. I never go with dry lips. So this would totally, totally bother me. All right. So those are the last of my perfect person prompts, but let me know if you guys do these or try them with friends. I know that I'm totally going to bring these up when I'm with my friends this weekend. It's the Super Bowl this weekend when I'm recording this, so maybe I'll come back next week and let you guys know how it went if I bring them up in convo. But for my next segment, still having to do with perfect persons or perfect people, I guess, I kind of wanted to get into talking about what it's like to wait for your perfect person and whether it's worth it or not. And from my point of view, I just have to admit, and you could literally ask my parents, like my mom will tell you straight up that I used to do this all the time, but I was the pickiest person when it came to guys. And I'm an Aries. I know that that probably has something to do with it too, because I always see fitting memes about how you always try to find the flaw in someone. And Aries just love the chase. They love the whole hype of like getting a guy to like them back and talking to a guy and really the beginning stages and then it's like once you get that gratification of that person liking you and being into you and falling in love with you it's like you get tired and bored of them and you move on right away and you can't continue and for some reason this was me to a t my mom will tell you straight up that i would whether it was like one date so say i came home from one date with a guy that i was talking to for a while and like we actually went out i'd come home and list off like a hundred things that I didn't like about them just picking them apart and now I look back and I'm like wow it was such a bitch (laughs) like this was such a mean girl thing to do but in reality I just couldn't go out with a guy and come home and be like he's perfect he's meant for me like this is it because I would literally meet a guy or even if I hung out with them for weeks or months I would then get bored or get tired of them and find so many things wrong I'd be like oh well this one time he didn't hold the door open for me or his laugh makes me uncomfortable or he laughed at a joke that I didn't think was funny in the movie or he has a bad sense of humor. Like I would think of any excuse I could possibly come up with for why there was something wrong with this man. (laughs) And whether they literally were perfect on the surface of textbook definition of what I was looking for or my type, after I would get to know them, I would just think of every character flaw or anything I could come up with of why it wouldn't work out. And this was so toxic. Now I think back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was horrible. And I never gave half of these guys a chance. They probably think I'm like the worst person ever. But at the time, I was just thinking to myself, obviously, as everyone would, you want the absolute perfect 
person for you. That's what you have. You have an ideal like guy in mind or girl. It could be whatever way you're thinking of. And I had a list. I just had a mental list or checklist of things that I was looking for. And if they couldn't check off every single thing on my list, I was just like, why would I waste my time with them? Why even bother? Why try? I wouldn't give them a chance. And then if I would give them the chance, be like, okay, maybe I'll try it out. I would come home and just think of a million things, like I said, or even relationships that I was in for long term. So say I was dating some guy for months, sometimes even for a year. And then by the time we were kind of just drifting apart and say like, I just kind of fell out of love with the person instead of me just admitting I didn't like them anymore. Or I didn't love them like I used to. I would then come up with a list of every single thing that ever went wrong in the relationship that I had once overlooked and obviously gotten over. But now I would bring it back up again. I would bring up every little detail of things that they did wrong, things that bothered me. And just, it was like so stupid. I would be like, oh, well, this one time he didn't pay for my ice cream or he never paid for dates like and things along those lines so if you guys get what I'm saying maybe you're thinking to yourself oh my gosh I do this too and I'm here to help you out and we're gonna get over this together because my life is 10 times better now that I can actually get past little nuanced flaws in guys so let me just get started all right first off I definitely have to bring in dating apps into this mix because for me I really think This wasn't the main reason, but dating apps were definitely a culprit as to why I felt this way and I became super picky because if you guys have obviously ever used an app like Bumble or Tinder or Hinge, when you get into the habit of looking at someone's profile where every detail about them, they're trying to show off or it's in front of you and you could literally look at a visual representation of, okay, this is what they look like. This is how many friends they have. This is what their friends look like. This is what they like to do. This is how tall they are. This is their age. This is what they do for work. You don't get that opportunity to really get to know them one-on-one. Eventually, yeah, maybe you will if you message them and you end up going out or something. But looking at a profile where they try to lay out like whether it's their most appealing aspects about them or it's just their basic information right off the bat, I'm already judging them. I'm already deciding, okay, whether or not I'm going to swipe right or left. And I think that is also such a bad, toxic idea to bring into my mind of like instant, I don't know, instant rejection, I guess. It doesn't always, it's not always rejection, but it's just me looking and me thinking immediately whether or not they're worthy of getting a swipe from me, you know? And I just think that's probably what created me being so picky right off the bat. I shouldn't say created because I definitely was so picky in high school. Like before I had ever used a dating app, I would do this and I would always toxically pick apart any guy I would talk to. But this is definitely where I became so judgmental because dating apps automatically make you prejudiced towards a person based off of looks and height and what they do for work, where they went to school, etc. Rather than meeting someone organically while you're out and about or in public and they approach you and you can create that natural raw like connection with someone and then you find out all these things and then by that time you've already established a like personal connection with that person that you think you can overlook those flaws that you didn't have to automatically judge from the jump so 
Dating apps, I think, are probably one of the worst ways to meet people also because there's such a stigma around them. And this doesn't go for everybody. I know a lot of people who actually have met, like, the loves of their lives through dating apps. But I know for a lot of people, apps like Tinder are definitely just seen as, like, for hookups where Bumble and Hinge or maybe for more relationships and so on and so forth. And everyone's going to have their own opinion on this topic. But just for me, I know that dating apps never really worked. I never had a long-term relationship that came out of a dating app if anything it was like I would go out with a guy once or twice and or hook up like and that was that I never felt any type of way about them and I'm honestly the worst communicator over text or online where I just could not keep a conversation going for the life of me with someone especially if I wasn't interested because I hadn't met them in person if that makes sense like if I know you in person I could probably keep a good conversation with you over the phone because I know what it's like to talk to you one-on-one but trying to keep a conversation with someone that I really don't know that well I don't know their sense of humor I don't know their background I don't know if I'm being insensitive like that is just code red right there like definitely red flag off the bat so I think definitely dating apps are hard to get past this whole judgmental like perfect person idea because I probably can guarantee you you're not going to find your quote-unquote perfect person or your soulmate on the phone or like on an app just by looking at a profile of them and this kind of goes for Instagram too like you don't always know someone through Instagram and I think Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat and those things have definitely made us more judgmental because we're so used to seeing like the perfect of people if that makes sense you don't see all of their flaws obviously because Instagram's a huge highlight reel and then at the same time you also don't know them as deeply as you could so basically what I'm trying to say is that the age that we're living in has totally tainted our idea of what a relationship should be or could be and if you guys actually want to I have a whole episode on what it's like dating in the age of social media which I don't necessarily get into this topic but there's definitely more that I elaborate on in that episode But moving on, before I even really get deep into this topic, I think it's important to point out that no one really ever meets their perfect person upon, like, their first encounter with that person. Because for me, I think a lot of times when you end up getting to know a person one-on-one and you start falling for them and then eventually do feel love, they don't become perfect to you until you've already, you know, fallen in love with them because... After that point, once you're in love with somebody, everything they do is perfect. Okay, that's kind of a stretch, but you guys know what I mean, is that that person becomes perfect to you and they're everything you've ever wanted after you've already fallen for them and you think they're amazing. It's rarely ever that you meet someone and the first time you ever meet them, right off the bat, you're like, oh my gosh, this guy is perfect. You may think that and then eventually you're going to find all of his flaws and then it might not work out. I think when you meet someone and you take some time to get to know them and maybe you don't think that they're perfect and you're like okay this guy like there's a lot to work with and there's some potential and then eventually you'll work up into the point where you think oh my gosh there's you know nothing I could do to make this guy better for me he's absolutely everything I needed and I think that goes for a lot of relationships at least the ones that end up working out I know for me personally, when I first meet a guy and I automatically think that they're like the best thing since sliced bread and I'm like amazed by them and I think they're so perfect and sometimes I just become wrapped up in like who they are rather than how they are, if that makes sense. So a lot of times I know for me in high school and even like my first year of college, 
when I would meet a guy and I couldn't even fathom that they wanted to talk to me, you know, maybe they were like older or they were really talented at a sport or something. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're interested in me. Automatically, I became head over heels for this person just over the simple fact that they liked me back and I thought I had no chance with them. So a lot of times when someone's out of your league, you think that they're perfect for you. And I can guarantee you that's probably not going to be the case. So it doesn't always have to do with someone who's your type or someone who's out of your league or way above your league to be quote-unquote perfect because a lot of times that's not how it happens. I know for me, in my current relationship, sorry babe, no offense, but I definitely did not think he was like perfect for me off the bat. I went into it not expecting a thing from this guy and what do you know now I think that he is honestly the most amazing guy I've ever met but I wouldn't have known that upon that first night that he asked for my number so I think we definitely need to give it some time and eventually you will find that person that's meant for you and I don't know I could probably do a whole nother episode all about soulmates whether or not I think that they exist because I think with how many people there are in the world I think you could probably have hundreds of soulmates and people in their lifetime have people that are perfect for them. I keep hating that I'm saying perfect, but you guys know what I mean, where people will get married multiple times and you think that your first marriage, he's the one for you, you guys are perfect together, you love him, obviously, maybe you start a whole family and then they end up getting divorced and then remarried and then now that new person is your soulmate and they're perfect for you. I definitely think that those cases happen where there's not one person that you're destined to spend the rest of your life with. There may be multiple and it just takes a few people along the way and mistakes be made for you to realize that but as far as soulmates go I definitely think you could have more than one all right but to continue with this episode and really getting on the topic of waiting for your perfect person there's not even much I feel like I could say I'll definitely elaborate on what I mean by this but just to put it simply I feel like it is so stupid to wait or quote-unquote wait around for your perfect person because they'll probably never come And I know I've definitely said this on like in other episodes because it's something that I totally, totally believe in, but waiting for your perfect person is not going to happen because I think the relationships that you're looking for happen when you're not looking for them, if that makes sense. If you're not going out in search of someone who's good for you or a guy to like or to crush on or the guy who's meant for you or someone you're totally attracted to that's never going to happen. Your relationship or you getting a boyfriend isn't just going to come when you're constantly in search of it and wondering, oh my gosh, is that guy for me? This guy's so cute. Is that guy for me? And I know I listened to um, Gretchen Garrity's podcast and she talked about how before she met her boyfriend that she's dating right now, who they've been dating like over a year now, she would like literally go out to bars and look at a guy and be like, oh my gosh, is that my next boyfriend? Is that my next boyfriend? Or the second she would start talking to some guy or have a conversation with a guy, she would automatically think of her name with his last name and them getting married. And it doesn't happen that way. Totally does not. Because the best relationships come when you least expect them and when you're not looking for them. And I can honestly say that for myself because when I met my boyfriend, I totally was done with boys. I rude boys. I was like, never again am I gonna do this I'm not gonna be stupid I'm done with them this summer it's gonna be all about me for myself and my girls 
and then what do you know I met my boyfriend and here we are like nearly a year later after talking and like when we first met and stuff I just can't imagine girls that go out in search of a guy and think that they've found the perfect one (laughs) because it honestly has to be all about spontaneity and again like I said before a person doesn't become perfect to you until you finally have given them a chance and have gotten to know them because no one's going to be perfect off the bat and if they are that's probably a red flag if a guy looks perfect to you when you first meet them and from the outside or just you know what I mean like if a guy is perfect on the surface perfect on paper checks off all your boxes you're probably gonna the more time you spend with this person if you're like me at least you're gonna find more things that frustrate you or that you don't like about them things that you just can't get over and again this goes back to the game at the beginning like this person is your ideal person you've waited for your entire life they have everything you've ever wanted except you know they have chapped lips and does that bother you to the point where you can separate from that person because if they have a minuscule nuanced flaw like that like chapped lips and you can't get over that then they're definitely not your perfect person because if they really were so perfect to you you would be able to get over something like that And I know for me, like, there's stages when you're in love and, you know, they could, their farts smell so bad, they'll poop right next to you on the toilet or they, like, yak up a lung or something. And, yeah, you still look at them with, like, love in your eyes and you're like, wow, I love you so much, I care for you, like, they're perfect for me. And, honestly, I really don't understand. I definitely think this is true, that whoever you're with and you're in love with at one point they become perfect to you after obviously you've spent enough time with them and you've actually fallen in love with them because let me just say a few weeks ago when I was throwing up on the bathroom floor after drinking too much my boyfriend sat in the woman's restroom of a bar on the floor with me next to me while my head was like over a toilet and he was rubbing my back and if that doesn't scream like true love and that he just thinks I'm like perfect no matter what I don't know what will and so I really just have to reiterate that there is a difference between waiting for your perfect person and being in search of your perfect person. So now let me kind of get into the two. Now, when you're constantly in search of your perfect person, this is what I was saying before. I can almost guarantee that you're not going to find them. Or if you do find someone and you are in search of them for a while and you're like, yes, I found him. He's perfect for me. He's everything that I want. He checks off all your boxes and he's great on paper, great on the surface, I can almost guarantee you that it will not work out because then the longer time you spend getting to know that person, there's going to be deal breakers that probably come up and are made aware to you where you finally think and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't be with this guy. Like, I thought he was so great. Or maybe things just happen where he's a cheater and or his ex is still in the picture. Something along those lines. I can guarantee that when you are trying to find this person, they're not going to just come to you. You know what I mean? So once you stop finally searching for who you're looking for, the person that you weren't looking for or were looking for will probably just come to you naturally and organically. And that's the best way I can honestly put it. Now, on the other hand, waiting for your perfect person, I think is a whole different story. Now, let me just confess that When you're waiting for your perfect person, I think it's easier for you to get your expectations too high or at least have too high of standards because when you've waited a while for a guy that is going to check off every single box or is going to meet all of your expectations of what you want in a boyfriend, it's going to be incredibly hard to 
number one, meet that person. And number two, to meet a person that doesn't meet those standards that you will be happy with. Because the longer that you've waited it out for to find someone that meets all of your expectations, it's going to be harder for you to actually meet someone naturally or organically that you will want to maybe get to know. And then right off the bat, you're going to be thinking in the back of your head, okay, but he doesn't meet this, this, and this on my list, or this is why he's not perfect for me. Because after you've waited so long, you're not just going to want to sacrifice all the time you've waited for a guy that maybe is, you know, kind of half of what you expected or totally out of your league or something along those lines, which is going to make it harder for you to look past all of his flaws. Because now you want someone who's perfect after you've waited so long to actually date again or something like that. This is why the whole idea of like dating after you've gotten out of a long-term relationships is so hard for me to think about because on one hand, I really think that it's beneficial for you or at least, I don't know, I want to say respectful, but I've had a lot of personal experience with this, but where you get out of like a long-term or a serious relationship and then you're dating like within the next day or week or weekend And then it just looks to the other person like, wow, he really didn't love me at all. Or she really could move on that quickly. I guess it wasn't meant to be. And on the other hand, I think that's great for you to fall out of a heartbreak like that and you to be able to, you know, get out into the field so quickly again and try to get over that. Whether it is just a rebound, you know how they say like to get over someone, get under someone, but it doesn't have to be like that at all. Sometimes you get your heart broken and the healthiest thing for you to do is to get out again and be sociable rather than hiding in your room and being depressed and moping over your heart being broken. So I have very conflicted ideas on this whole topic of like waiting to date again, but that's not waiting for your perfect person that's just simply you deciding whether or not like you're being respectful for the other person who maybe you broke up with and you don't want to look like you're getting into relationships right away again or things like that but this is also what really frustrates me about the bachelor because on one hand I also think it's totally fine to date around I think that's totally normal at least when you're in your 20s and stuff and you're obviously gonna look for someone you can spend the rest of your life with it's totally normal for you to try and talk to different people at one time. Obviously, as long as you're not like exclusive or official with that person, it's totally fine for you to just go on dates here or there with different people until you find someone that you want to continue that relationship with. But The Bachelor, when you're dating 30 to then maybe five people at one time and you're getting serious and you're almost at the same stage with all of these people, I think that it's so unfair to the girls that the bachelor or the bachelorette i guess it goes both ways in this case because it's like reality tv and it goes both ways in real life but you know what i mean so when you're talking to multiple people at one time you're getting to similar stages with each of them and then it becomes so difficult for you to choose between which one you like the best and you're extremely conflicted between who you quote unquote love more i think that's so dangerous like it's such a dangerous state to get into and at that point it's like well really blurring the lines between who is your perfect person because like we saw in Hannah B's season last season she chose Jed out of you know her like final four contestants she probably knew that that she was going to choose Jed once she was down to four guys but if she felt so similar so similarly about all four of them it's like how do you know that you didn't make a mistake 
in choosing who really was meant to be for you, who, which guy was perfect for you. Because obviously she felt that Jed was perfect for her and that didn't work out. And it didn't work out with Tyler C or Peter and so on and so forth. So I think that it's totally and incredibly difficult to find who's perfect for you because number one, there's probably destined to be multiple guys who are perfect to you, whether they're perfect on paper or you end up falling in love with them and then they become perfect to you that they could do no wrong in your eyes. Or maybe the person you're destined to be with isn't perfect at all to you and you don't realize that they're perfect you know, from the jump, or it's someone that's totally spontaneously come into your life that you're now meant to be with and you end up with. And I could go on and on about this topic of like how to know someone's perfect for you, but you really don't know that they're perfect for you. You just have to know that you're attracted to them and that you see a future with them. And this goes back to not my last episode, but the one before it about how to know whether a guy is boyfriend material or if he is just, you know, a hookup. And if you guys want to listen to that episode, I think it's like episode six that you guys can go back and listen about how to know whether you really should take a relationship further with a guy or not. And I basically just say, it's up to you. It's what you feel. It's whether or not you're attracted to that person. If that guy or girl does things that you see them doing no wrong or if they're just a genuinely nice kind person and they treat you well and they're respectful that's definitely someone that I could see a relationship with and it's not always about looks or if they're good in bed and things like that because once you actually fall for someone's heart and someone's mind and someone's personality and someone's sense of humor then everything else becomes perfect to you their looks how they are how they kiss everything falls into place after that so What I have to say, and basically just to reiterate and kind of close out this episode, is if you're waiting for your perfect person to come to you, stop waiting, but at the same time, don't go out in search of them. Just continue being you. Do things for yourself. Try to better yourself. And if you want to go, you want to make your life better in some way, you want to start eating healthier, you want to start working out, you want to start reading more books or studying a language Do that thing that you've always wanted to do, travel more, hang out with your girlfriends or your guy friends and be more like personally oriented, focus on yourself, bettering yourself and then that person will come to you and this goes back to like whole law of attraction thing which I've been actually reading up on a lot about lately and listening to a lot of podcasts about but if you put out good things into the universe and you are trying to do things for yourself and focus on yourself then the person who's meant for you will come to you. You'll just attract good things. And honestly, the perfect person for you is someone who's also going to want you to better yourself and do things for yourself. You should never feel like you're in a relationship or being with a person who wants you to sacrifice things for for them. And I, I feel like weird saying that just because in a lot of relationships, you will have to make sacrifices But I mean, when you're first talking to someone, you shouldn't have to sacrifice, you know, going to work or working out or doing something that you already had planned to then go and do something for this guy that you just met or you just started talking to. So definitely work on yourself, better yourself, and then what you want will come to you. I know that that's how it happened for me. Once I forbid boys and I was like, I'm totally done with guys, I'm going to work on myself, do things for myself, 
that's when I met my current boyfriend and I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, it just was spontaneous and it was like the universe sent him to me and he was exactly who I needed at that time. But by me not focusing on it and dwelling on the fact that I wanted a boyfriend, he sort of appeared and he just came to me. So that's pretty much all I have to say for this episode is when you're waiting on your perfect person, really think about whether or not a person can be perfect you know, be a little bit lenient because I think it takes some time and really a person doesn't become perfect to you until you've actually fallen for them and fallen in love with them. So my key points are basically just if a guy looks perfect from the jump, I can almost guarantee that he won't be and you're going to find a thousand flaws wrong with him. And then number two, if a guy isn't perfect and he has potential and maybe you didn't see yourself dating this guy at all, eventually at one point you're going to think wow he's perfect for me he's meant for me and so on and so forth so stop waiting for your perfect person do things for yourself and he will come to you all right so that's pretty much all I have to say for this episode again I know it was a little bit ranty I got off on tangents and the beginning was a little bit different than I've done in any other episode but if you guys really like the your perfect person but um like prompts send some more my way. I would totally love to do them in the future. I'm definitely going to try them with my friends and stay tuned next week for next week's episode. I honestly don't even know what I want to get into yet. There's so many things that I'm thinking about talking about, but if you have any recommendations, always, always, always send them my way. I would absolutely love that. So please hit me up at Hallie McKenzie on Twitter or Instagram or the Wholeheartedly podcast. And I will see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. Please leave a rating and review. I would absolutely love that.